In this particular gospel passage, we hear these words from the demon of, of the man who had the, the demon in him. He was possessed. And he said, what, do you, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? I know who you are. I know who you are. I think understanding who Jesus is, and this demon knows who Jesus is in this gospel passage, this dramatic gospel passage, understanding who he is is probably more difficult than it ever has been in the West, in the Western world. It's very difficult to understand who Jesus is. Part of this is because we as Christians are completely split up since about more or less the 16th century. Uh, we, we had this dividing of the church. There used to just be one church, the Catholic Church. And the various churches up until this point, over the past 500 years, have, have slowly splintered up into smaller and smaller denominations. And so now the Catholic Church is kind of seen amid Christianity as just one of the different flavors of Christianity. It's just kind of like one church among many churches. And all these different little churches, all these churches that we have, these Christian churches, all have different nuanced understandings and ideas of who Jesus is, for the most part. They all say slightly different things. On top of this, really, over the past 50 years particularly, we as Americans, in a, in a cultural way, have embraced a religious pluralism. And that word can mean a lot of different things, but in the context that I'm using it, it's the idea that all religions are basically different ways of describing the same exact thing. So all religions are, are basically all leading towards the same thing. Um, they're all just kind of different, different uh, pieces of the puzzle. We're just kind of looking at things from a different angle. Religious pluralism. This is a very popular idea. And, it, and it's, it's kind of almost assumed as though that is the case. Um, among, among certainly most young people, but even among various different generations. This, of course, is a way of... It kind of fits with what we like as Americans, which we, like, we do like to be tolerant for the most part. We like to embrace different people, different backgrounds, and so this kind of fits with, with, with that desire to kind of have peace and harmony. So we kind of go along with this idea sometimes. And in this view, Jesus is kind of a great teacher. So Jesus is a great teacher. He's one teacher um, among many teachers, these different world religions. Maybe he's even the greatest teacher, but he's a teacher. And in this view, you know, he is kind of standing in line with the Buddha. He's standing in line with Confucius and Muhammad and Moses. And then there's Jesus. 
And all these guys are basically all kind of doing the same thing. And unless we're very, very intentional as families, um, we're, because we spend, we tend to spend more time in the culture itself, especially now we're completely immersed with the ideas of the world and whoever's, whoever the kind of the big idea makers are because of social media and the way that we live our lives with technology now, we just constantly have all of these, these various ideas that, are, uh, that we're soaking in without even necessarily realizing it. And so these ideas can soak in, and by the time, not to pick on my, uh, the couples that I work with in wedding prep, but by the time a couple is in their early to mid-20s, if they have not been very intentional about, um, if their parents had not been, or they themselves had not been very intentional about their beliefs and taking on their Christian identity, then their understanding of what we believe as Catholics is, is, is very um, watered down, you might say. And so I ask a lot of probing questions with the couples that I meet. Once again, not to pick on them. But I'll, I'll, just, I'll ask them certain things, and essentially, why are you here is, is the main question I, I ask. Why do you want to get married in the Catholic Church? And I'll ask, where do you want your faith to be in five years? And inevitably, I would say 75% of the time, the response that I get is we, in five years, um, the first response to the, to the first question is, well, we grew up Catholic and we really appreciate um, the life that was given to us by our families and our moral upbringing and we just think this is right. So it's kind of a cultural understanding. And then where do you want your faith to be in five years? The answer is, well, we want our kids to have the same moral upbringing as we ourselves have. We want our, our kids to have the same moral upbringing that we have. So, in other words, we want our kids to be good people. We want them to experience the community. And those are very good things. Those are very good things in themselves. But they're not the reason that God became a human being. And those different religions that I mentioned, those, th those, those different things, they can help mold us into becoming better people. They have certain truths. But it's interesting, it's interesting and ironic actually, that very often it is the most evil, the evilest people, and the most evil world regimes that seem to understand who Jesus actually is, just like in this, in this story that we get from Mark. You notice when the Nazis took power, the first thing that they did was they got rid of all the major Catholic leaders in the country. One of the first things that they did. And they just started sending them to the concentration camps. It's Catholic priests, religious sisters, anybody who really had a voice. When the Soviets took power, likewise, they immediately went after the churches. 
They went after the churches and they suppressed the people. The same thing still happens in communist China, where the church is suppressed, it's not allowed to act freely, and there's an underground church. They have to function. Because evil recognizes the authority of Christ. Evil recognizes the authority of Christ. Jesus is not just another teacher. God became a human being and changed reality. So that now, even the name Jesus, even just invoking his name, has power. And evil shudders at the name of Jesus. Many of us have experienced this authority of Jesus in our own lives. And we see what he can do and how he changes us in miracles that take place in our own lives and in the lives of those that we know. We see what he can do. We see how he can heal. And his real authority. Jesus, we ask you to take the position of authority in our lives. Help us to not be deceived by a watering down of who you actually are and the power that you've entrusted to the church, that you've entrusted to priests and the priesthood, and for all the baptized. Help us, Lord, to have trust in you and your real living authority. And help us to not have any fear about anything. Trusting in your authority. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.